Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Primal Potential is about you. Your ability to change is not defined by yesterday and doesn't need to wait until tomorrow. Your transformation is now. Let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton. Today, we're talking about insecurity. We're talking about insecurity and belonging with a little sprinkle of the difference between pursuing something for an outcome and pursuing something for a feeling. Today on the show, I have a good friend of mine, Mallory Campbell, and she's going to tell you a little bit of her backstory. But let me just first share with you how we met and what really inspires me about Mallory that made me want to share her in this conversation with you guys here on the podcast. So I first met Mallory's husband, Jeremiah, who has been on the show. We met because he is in my mastermind and he was in in 2019, which is when we met. And then Mallory joined the mastermind in 2020. But I remember meeting Jeremiah first, and he just raved about his wife, which is so nice and so refreshing. A lot of people, I think, don't just naturally and innately bring up their spouse. And and I think a lot of people, too, don't always rave about their spouse. Um, and he just felt like she is smart and she is creative and she is hardworking. And I just remember thinking, well, I got I to gotta figure out who she is and uh, learn from her. And as I did, before we ever even met, what struck me about her is her discipline, her willingness to take risks and try new things. And here's the deal. She's got a lot going on. She is a mother. She's got two young boys. She's married to Jeremiah. She's running a business and he's running a business and they're running a business together She is clearly intentional about prioritizing her marriage. She is intentional about her own growth and her own health. She makes time for reading and meditation. She makes time to work out. She makes time to have fun. And when I find people like that who have a million reasons why they couldn't, marriage, work, multiple businesses, young kids, you name it, and they do it anyway, I always want to know their process. I want to know how they think about those things, right? Because a lot of people think about those things and they make excuses, but not everybody. And I want to know how they make it happen, right? I want to know the mindset, but I also want to know the tactics and whatnot. So I, and this might sound creepy, I'm fine with it. I really started to study her and her her thoughts, right? She's very open about the way she thinks about things and the way she thinks about her body and the way she thinks about food and the way she thinks about self 
growth and self-discovery and insecurity and so many other things. And I just knew that you guys need to hear from her. You're going to hear that in addition to all of that, she is a bodybuilder and she has competed on stage a number of times, including at seven months postpartum after her first son was born. And there's so much in here about insecurity because that is a struggle for, for Mallory. It's something that she works on very regularly related to her body, related to new risks that she's taking and new endeavors that she is pursuing. I'm, I'm going to do something that I don't usually do in interviews here, and it's just kind of a happy accident. We had some technical challenges while we were recording. So while I don't normally edit, I had to go in and edit this episode for a couple of times when we got disconnected. So I'm going to add in a few things that I wanted to really emphasize, a few thoughts that I had along the way. So you'll hear my conversation with Mallory, and then you'll hear me individually pop in and out to share some thoughts. But you are really going to love so much of this. Focusing on how to stop tying your mood to what you look like or what you feel you look like. How to stop tying your worth or your confidence to what you think other people might be thinking about in terms of you and your size and your your fitness or your, your um, oh, what is the word that I'm looking for? How qualified you are to do something or try something or be someplace. She just has a lot of really great mental redirects that she's going to dive into today and doing all of this with far less drama, far less drama. So I'm going to hear Mallory share a little bit of her story. I'll pop in and out uh, in between, but I know that you are going to love this discussion about insecurity, about health, about taking risks, and even about parenting with Mallory Campbell. Mallory Campbell, welcome to the Primal Potential Podcast. Thank you. I am so, so excited to be here. I have been really looking forward to chatting with you, and I've been making notes about things I wanted to bring up and things I wanted to ask you. But before we get to that, because I have a benefit that a lot of my listeners don't have in that I have been getting to know you over the past few months and and watching you on social media and listening to the things that you like to talk about with your audience. But just if you would, if you could give us a minute or two kind of like who you are and how you spend your days, that would be great. Yes. Okay. So I am a mom. I have two young boys. I have a two-year-old and a five-year-old and I'm married. So you have, you know, my husband, Jeremiah, which he has known you for maybe a year now, which is awesome. So I've just been kind of sitting on the outside of a lot of these relationships and now I'm coming into it. Um, so yeah, I'm a mom. I've been married for about eight years, a little bit about what I do and some of the pivots that I've made. Um, I always grew up in very, being very athletic. I've always been into fitness. Uh, and I actually co-owned a fitness studio for about seven years. Um, and then I got into competing. So into the competitive world of bodybuilding, which has really shaped a part in who I am today, not just physically, but really kind of diving deeper into what that means for me, like stepping on stage. Um, and then I've just kind of pivoted more into the world of wellness and personal development. So I'm just kind of going where my heart is leading me right now. 
I love that. And I could seriously pick your brain about parenting, about marriage, about um, pivots and starting new businesses and taking risks and, and stepping onto fields where you sort of wonder like, um, am I qualified to do this? <laughs> I have it in my mind on the daily. Yeah, I totally get that. But where I wanted to start with you, our backgrounds are different in that um, I struggled with my weight for the majority of my life. And I remember thinking whether I was extremely overweight or less overweight, it didn't really matter. In my mind, I thought these people who are really fit and really beautiful, they must never struggle with a lack of confidence. They must just always feel good in their bodies, good in their skin. And I thought that insecurity was more about my unhappiness with my physical body and my size. And what I've come to learn is that insecurity really isn't, isn't uh, discriminating based on age or gender or size or anything like that. It really is about mindset. And you've posted a few things um, which have really opened my mind up to the need to have this conversation. Insecurity, even though you are young, you are beautiful, you are fit, you are successful, but insecurities still come up with your body. Insecurities come up with money, with uh, talent, with putting yourself in a room of high achievers. And I wanted to get a sense from you of your experience with insecurity or your experience with not feeling good enough, especially in the last, say, year, because I've seen you compete and win medals and look absolutely amazing on stage. And I've seen you take big risks and, and putting yourself in new situations that you haven't been in before. And I was, I was, um, I don't want to say comforted by your insecurity, but it just brought me to this deeper understanding that we need to be talking about this as something that has nothing to do with what you look like. Oh my gosh. Okay. So let me take you a little bit farther back. Um, when I got pregnant for the first time, it was in 2014. And I, I'm going to just put this out there that I, and I know you're pregnant right now. I don't know what will happen when this is coming out, but, um, pregnancy was not my favorite time. And I'm absolutely blessed to have had two healthy children. I'm just not a very happy pregnant person. And I didn't recognize myself when I looked in the mirror. Um, I don't want to say almost immediately, but especially getting towards the end of my pregnancy, I remember a moment that I um, looked in the mirror and I was about 38 weeks with my first one and I had something on my body that I've never had. Well, I mean, I have, but I had these bright red stretch marks on my stomach and I thought my life was over because I tied so much to how I look with what other people thought of me because I've been in the health and fitness industry almost like my whole adult life with from personal training to my fitness studio to I taught group fitness classes, you know, seven days a week at one point in my life. And I looked at myself and I'm like, I don't even recognize this person to go on and then have my baby sitting there realizing like, I don't even know what my life is like right now, you know, and that's where I was in that moment. I did have postpartum depression with my first. This is something that not everybody knows that I'm starting to talk about more because in 2014, Instagram was, wasn't what it is right now. 
mm-hmm. to where you can go out and talk to all these people and share your story. So I was dealing with a depression that I had no idea um, what to do. I didn't know who I was when I looked at myself in the mirror. I didn't know who I was like in general. I'm like, oh my gosh, my life has turned upside down. And how am I ever going to get back to what I was? So that took months for me to get through with therapy and things like that. And that's what sent me into competing. Um, Right when I had my first baby, I immediately dived into prep after I was cleared to do, you know, physical activity and all those things. And then I stepped on stage seven months after my first baby, which I may not recommend for everybody, but that's something that I did for myself, which was very, no one really understood why I was doing this, but I just knew I had to prove to myself that I could be proud of myself after I had this baby. And then I just kept going. So just because, you know, people put themselves out there because I still look at other people on the internet, even though, you know, I'm in the world of bodybuilding, people have a perception of women in fitness or men in fitness or people who compete or whatever it is that, oh my gosh, they just must wake up, you know, with a six pack every day and just be so confident. And that is from most people that I've talked to, I can't speak for everybody, but for me, I still deal with the insecurity, the comparing myself, the not feeling worthiness, because I really had to learn how to detach myself from what other people thought of me, because honestly, no one cares as much as you think about yourself, right? Mm -hmm. So I had to get past that for myself and I still struggle with it. All right. Elizabeth here, I wanted to pop in. Um, Like I said, I I had to do some editing because we got disconnected a couple of times and I thought it was just a great opportunity for me to share a few thoughts here. And there was a time in my life where I would have listened to somebody like Mallory and thought like, come on, you're competing on stage in a bikini and you're doing that at seven months postpartum. Like you have no idea what insecurity is, right? That's, that's how I truly, very honestly, would have thought about this um, for a lot of my life, especially when I was over 350 pounds. Like, come on, I would kill for some stretch marks and um, getting on stage at seven months postpartum But the reality is that this has nothing to do with big or small, with competing or not competing. These things are universal, right? These feelings are universal. And the biggest thing that I want to emphasize is that what makes Mallory so powerful and what has put her in control has nothing to do with being a bodybuilder and everything to do with the fact that she decided to participate in the solution. That she had a moment where she didn't like where she was and she didn't feel like herself and she was really struggling with depression as well as adjusting to becoming a mom. And honestly, if you're not a mom, this still applies. We can all relate to, I don't feel good about this. Whether this is your body or it's your finances or it's your relationship or your career, what really sets Mallory apart is something that we all have the potential to choose. And that is, I'm not just going to feel sorry for myself and stay in the problem. I'm going to try things and I don't necessarily know what the solution is. There's no way that she could have known 
before competing if that would help or not. But sometimes we just sit there going, well, I don't really know the solution, and so we do nothing at all, right? We've got to take control and just try something and get into action and give more of ourselves to the solution, even if the solution isn't understood by others, even if the solution isn't supported by others, even if we aren't sure that the solution is going to make a difference, but we have to try new things. The other piece of this that I think is so universal is learning to detach from what other people may or may not think, right? And this might have to do with size, but it might have to do with finances. It might have to do with a career choice. It might have to do with the way you raise your children or the way that you navigate your relationship. But this is a practice We can choose to just worry incessantly about what other people might think, or we can decide, I'm going to work on this. I'm going to make this a practice. I am going to actively work towards detaching from, moving away from, putting less thought and energy and emotion into what other people might think. Okay, let's get right back to the conversation with Mallory Campbell. We um, went to an event, fast forward to this recent time now for 2020, we went to an event and after I pivoted myself, I'm taking a break from competing because I know that my life right now is moving in a direction that competing isn't in my world for this year. Mm -hmm. And I stepped into a room. I almost told my husband, I'm like, there's no, I'm just going to go home or I'm not even going to go. And I just don't feel like I deserve to be here because what qualifies me? You know, we get in our head in almost every area of my life. I've I've dealt with this. Um, So this isn't something new. It just takes on a different face in different areas of my life. And I just have to keep bringing myself back to, okay, I am so grateful to live this life. I don't have to do these things. I get to do these things. This is what I choose. You know, I try not to complain about things that I choose to do in my life. Mm -hmm. So the insecurity piece of this is played a huge role all the way back from when I was young to now. I've just had to figure out how to step out of that insecurity and just make the vision of where I'm going rise above the insecurity level. Because deep down, I know I'm supposed to be there. It just has to get a little bit uncomfortable. So let me ask you about that. When you are feeling insecure, whether it is about your body or it is about your mind or your accomplishments or anything else, is your tool to focus on where you want to go or is there any part of your toolbox that is really about embracing where you are now? Because I know for me, when I was at my heaviest, I could simplify those thoughts. I could quiet those thoughts by saying, okay, well, I'm doing something about it, right? But now, what what has been resonating with me more is accepting where I'm at now. Like this is this is good. There are things about this that are great. And to your point, yeah, we're recording this um, when I'm about nine months pregnant, and I feel huge. And I have put on so much weight in this pregnancy. And while I can comfort myself to an extent by saying like, 
this is temporary and everything I've done before I can do again. What I find to be more powerful is really working to love and appreciate where I am now, even though it's not where I want to stay. Yes. Oh my gosh. To focus in on the present, this is where my husband has helped me a lot. He's very, very mindful, very much into meditation, which I've been joining him along. We do our mornings together. We meditate together. We do you know, our light cardio in the morning together. And he has taught me through everything that we've been doing. It's like you only get to live in the present or you're living in the past or in the future. Mm -hmm. So right now I'm at a stage of my life where I'm not pregnant and I'm not prepping. So it's kind of a weird in-between place that I don't find myself in a lot. So I really have to ground myself in being in the present because I know what I'm doing now can help more people than just myself by accepting myself where I am. Nobody wants to see perfect. Mm -hmm. You know, people want to see your real life, like nitty gritty down to it. Like, what are you doing every day to be okay with yourself? Mm -hmm. And that's where I'm finding myself right now. Um, because as a competitor, it really gets in our head or my, I should speak for myself in my own head that I only like how I look stage lean. So I was always wanting to chase how lean can I get? Mm -hmm. And right now in my life, I really have to come to accept who I am now, not just physically, but where I am mentally and in my life that I can appreciate where I am. And this is what I want to be able to help other people do too. We don't always have to be chasing that, whatever that is. Like we have to accept ourselves where we are now, or we're constantly, we're never living in the moment. So, and yeah. there's so much that we miss that we don't realize we're missing. Oh, even with food. And I know this isn't about food, but I talk to so many women who are, they're like, okay, well, I ate that cake. So now I have to go run 5,000 miles on the treadmill to burn it off. Like I'm trying to get out of that mindset and help other people do the same thing that we can just live in the moment and enjoy these, these times right. with the people that we're around. Right. It's something that gets overlooked so much right now, especially like with social media, how it is. Everyone's just chasing the next thing. But to really ground yourself in the moment, that's what I'm trying to focus on right now. All right. I'm jumping in here solo again because I just have to reinforce a few things that Mallory said that I want to make sure nobody, nobody misses or overlooks. Don't complain about the things you choose to do. Now, in Mallory's case, this, this was a, a mantra that she turned to or a mindset that she chose with regards to joining a mastermind and then feeling like, oh, do I belong here? Am I qualified to be here? Don't complain about the things I choose to do. But the reality is this applies in so many other ways too. Look, I had to get really honest with myself and I was complaining so much about my weight when I was at the heaviest that I had ever been, but I was choosing to overeat and I was choosing not to exercise. Or when we decided to get out of debt, there were many, many times where I convinced myself that I was a victim of this change that I chose. Like, oh, now this means we can't go out to eat when everybody else is going out to eat or we're going out to eat with everybody, but we're not going to drink alcohol. And I made myself miserable by choosing the perspective of being a victim of these changes that I chose. So I love her decision here 
not to complain about things she chooses to do, whether that is some exciting new endeavor or starting a business or overeating, skipping the gym, getting out of debt. That alone can remove so much stress from your life if you just decide as a practice, I will not complain about the things I choose to do. If I choose to overeat, I chose it. Let's move on from it, right? The other thing that really struck me about what she said here is make the vision of where you're going rise above the insecurity. And it took me right back to gosh, starting a business, as well as being tremendously overweight, being over 350 pounds. Starting a business, a million times a minute you're thinking like, can I do this? Am I qualified? Is this going to work? Does anybody care what I have to say? But if we take Mallory's advice here and we don't just hear it as advice but turn it into a practice – Make the vision of where you're going rise above the insecurity level. I'm here to grow one step at a time. It's not about where I am at this moment in time. It's about where I have the power to go through deliberate action. When I was at my heaviest, right? You can make it about, I'm huge. I'm wearing a size 24. This is awful. Or you can make the vision of where you're going rise above that insecurity. That is so major. So major. And and part of it too goes back to like, is this is this just acceptance? Does this mean surrender? And I say no, right? It's not about surrender. It's not either I accept myself where I am or I push forward to do more. Oftentimes it's both. I am where I am and I don't need to argue with that and I don't need to introduce all of this drama and also I'm in control of taking myself someplace else if I don't want to be here now. If I don't want to be here now. It's really interesting when Mallory said, you know, like nobody wants to see perfect, right? Which is so true. I think we can all think of somebody who always comes across as perfect and we, <laughs> we don't usually love that. And yet at the same time, that's what we want for ourselves. We always want to be seen as perfect. We want people to think that we've got it all together. We feel awful about ourselves when our flaws become visible. But let's get real. That perfection alienates. And we don't want to be or feel alienated. Lack of realness, lack of vulnerability alienates. So why are we making ourselves crazy trying to pursue perfection? All right, I could talk about this for like days and days, as you can tell, but let's get right back to that conversation with Mallory. You said, you know, people don't don't want to see perfection and people aren't looking for perfection in others and they want to know, you know, what are you doing today to take care of yourself and, and be okay with where you are? So let me ask you, what are you doing today to be okay with where you are? Yeah, so right now my last show is in November and I'm only a few months out of that time of my life right now. And I'm really trying to focus in, my husband and I both and our family, we're really looking towards a more holistic approach to our health and wellness, um, which I've never done before. It's always been protein powder and how much protein and macros and all of these things. And now I'm really just trying to focus on what my body needs, Mm -hmm. how I function the best, how my energy levels are, and how I can just be 
more in the moment and happy with who I am. And so that can reflect in every area of my life. And right now I feel like I'm, I'm kind of getting a little bit better at that by trying to concentrate on the present moment and really fueling my body for what it needs and not just to get lean, if that makes sense. It does because it's such a different approach, right? And the approach that so many of us have spent the most time with is how does this impact my weight? How does this impact my shape? Oh God, yes. Which is so different from how does this make me feel and what's a really healthy choice, not good or bad, restrictive or indulgent, but like what is the best way for me to take care of me? And that I find to be, because I've, I've been on the extreme restriction, I've been on the extreme overindulgence, but where I feel mentally healthiest is when the question is really broader, what makes me feel my best and what is really the way that I want to live my life and take care of myself because I don't want to never have a cupcake again. Yes. Exactly. And I've seen you say that, like, yeah. certainly not when you're in prep mode, but just the everyday life, I'm going to have French fries and enjoy them. I'm going to get the grilled cheese sandwich and enjoy it. And that doesn't mean that now I've screwed up. So, you know, we might as well go get ice cream. Exactly. And I'm so thankful that this is becoming something that's more um, common in social media and in life. Like people are starting to post these things and share these things and not feel shamed and have to hide. Like I want to go out with my friends and enjoy myself and not feel guilted that everyone's looking at me like, oh, I should be ordering, you know, how I have to order and prep, but like chicken and vegetables. You know what I mean? It's okay to enjoy yourself, but the key to that is coming right back to feeling your best, to not letting that indulgence, you know, quote unquote indulgence, just derail you and really unravel your focus to feeling your best. Not necessarily tying it to, I have to lose 10 pounds or whatever your thing is, but really to just, how am I feeling? Am I waking up with more energy? Mm -hmm. Am I tired at two o'clock or am I feeling like I can take on the rest of my day because I'm making the better choices for my energy, for my spirit, for my soul, instead of just chasing, like you say, and you're, you know, like, instead of just chasing that next goal of whatever you look like, it's been, yeah, that's something that I've dealt with for a long time. Well, and I love that you say just getting, getting back to the next choice that is your best choice. What I find in my life that requires the ability to just get right to the next great choice is refusing drama. Yeah. That is so big. And it's not even just about food, right? Refusing drama when I look in the mirror and think my butt looks huge or when I put on the shirt and the sleeves feel tight, refusing drama, that is an objective fact. I do not need to fuel it with emotion. What I need to do is get as quickly as possible to my next choice that makes me feel amazing. And the same thing is true. I just had a sugar cookie with my lunch, right? But there's no drama there. It was delicious. It was an amazing cookie. And I'm having a cabbage salad bowl for dinner and I can't wait. Like, how can we move away from the drama? So I want to ask you about that. What are some of the tools that you have or the practices that you have in place to get rid of the damn drama around food and body? Yeah. So I was reading, get one of Gabby Bernstein's books. She has a method called Choose Again. And I've really adapted that into my life. 
Um, if I find myself spiraling down a road that I don't like, I just have to stop myself. And I'm like, okay, no, I, I get to choose again. I get to choose again right now. And that has really helped me because I have had some mental blockages, not even around fitness and body image necessarily, but about feeling worthy to show up or about, you know, if I'm going in to record a podcast or if I'm going to get in that room with people like, nope, I get to choose again right now. And I don't want the rest of my day to lead into the rest of my week to my month to get, to have me in this, this mind space that I don't like it. So I get to choose again. So whether that looks like, you know, sometimes it's just moving my body. I get to choose again. If I'm stuck, I'm going to go walk on my treadmill or go walk outside or whatever I have to do to get out of that space in my head mm -hmm. to get me to that next point where I'm not going to let it roll in. It's like a snowball effect, mm -hmm. right? Like, and this can go back to eating or whatever in your life. Let's say you eat, I don't know, 10 cupcakes or whatever. And you just kind of let that snowball. You're like, okay, well, it's, you know, Thursday or whatever day it is. Well, it's almost the weekend. So the weekend, who cares? Like, oh, and then it's Monday. Well, I already gave up the weekend. So now I'm just going to keep going. And then you find yourself a month down the road mm -hmm. back to where you were. And that's not acceptable in my life anymore. So I just have to choose again. So that's what I've really been trying to put into practice. When I see myself going down that path, I just get to choose again. I'm so glad you brought that up about the fact that choosing again can be a thought, right? It doesn't have to be, I choose a glass of water. I choose to go for a walk. It can be, if I'm thinking, I don't belong in this group, I don't fit in, choosing again can be, I'm here, right? It doesn't even have to be, I'm here and I belong here. It could just be the less dramatic thought, I'm here. Not, I'm here and I don't belong, just, I'm here, right? Yeah, absolutely. I've even written things down before moments like that in my life, how I want to show up because, you know, it's so easy to get overwhelmed or frustrated or flustered when you're in those scenarios. But if you can really come back to what you set your intention for, you know, you can really ground yourself to that and you can put down simple things like I am willing to learn. Mm -hmm. I'm ready to grow instead of because my personality will just shut down in moments mm -hmm. like that. And I don't want to allow myself to do that anymore. So I know those things about myself. And instead of just shutting down, now I can almost excel or really stand up for myself because I know I want to self-sabotage in that moment to be like, oh, no, no, I don't belong here. This isn't for me. This is for all these people. Mm -hmm. And I've dealt with that with my shows as well. This isn't just in fitness or personal development. This is in any area of my life. But I've actually showed up to a show before and almost wanted to walk out. That happened more times than I've competed over 10 times in my life. That's happened more times than one, um, but I like to admit. So even that's just coming back to the insecurity. Just because we put ourselves out there doesn't necessarily mean that we're always 100% confident in ourselves, and which I find is super relatable. But you just have to find a way to get yourself out of that situation and really understand that you do deserve to be there. You do. I mean, that's such a cool, the way you just said, you know, I'm willing to learn, I'm ready to grow, right? Because in that moment, it's not about belonging. It's about what you are ready to open up to in your life. I love that. Yeah, that comes back to be, I'm a three on the Enneagram, if you guys are familiar with that, and I, I'm an achiever. 
So I like to be the best in the room <laughs> or with whatever I'm doing, which is why I probably compete. Yeah. Uh, but when I enter into some of those other spaces, I really have to tell myself, you know, I am here to just soak in what everybody is trying to teach me because I know in the long run, that's just going to set me, you know, so much farther along to where I want to go. Let me ask you this before we wrap up. As you raise your sons, granted, women, men, very, very different, Mm -hmm. but what are you doing to instill in them this ability to turn doubt and fear and insecurity into opportunity and potential? Yeah, it's, it's funny. Once you have kids, you see so many parts of yourselves in them. So we really have been working to just slow down with them, to get them on their level and really listen to what they have to say. Mm-hmm. I really want to empower them to have their own voice and not feel like they can't stand up or talk for themselves because it's so easy as parents to just almost speak for them when you're talking to them. And I would find myself doing this and I'm really trying to work on it. When I ask them something, I'm almost ready to answer the question for him. Mm. Him being able to tell me when I'm down on his level, really focusing on what he has to say. Mm. You can see it in their faces. And I just want to empower that in them for them to always have their own opinion. Because you can almost see like my two-year-old doesn't, you know, have that conversation ability yet, but my five-year-old super, super smart. And we just want him to be able to express himself in his own way. And by getting down on their level Mm. and asking him more so of an open-ended question that he can come up with the answers himself or tell us how he's feeling, you can see his face light up when he's able to do that. It's really cool to see. I'm really glad that you said that because I would not, that's granted very brand new to the parent game here. um, But the notion that part of confidence and part of self-esteem is the practice of expressing yourself. Because I think that when we struggle to do that, that is exactly when we just go with how we think we should feel. And that, that I, I wouldn't have put those two things together. So I'm so glad that you said that. Yeah. We want them to grow up being their own people, you know, and making their own choices. It's really cool. Once they get to that age where they can really start speaking for themselves and having their own ideas, you really, really see their personality come out. It's, it's amazing. Like you're sad that they're not little babies anymore, you know, but Mm -hmm. once they hit that five and six year old mark, it's remarkable to see your children, like a mixture of you and your partner come together. And you're like, Oh my gosh, like he came (laughs) up with this idea. Yes. Just yesterday we picked my husband, picked him up from school and it's winter. We live in Michigan. And so they have to bring snow pants to school. Mm-hmm. And he put his snow pants like inside out, but all of his snow gear in it, like a little like bag. He designed yeah. it himself at school. And he was so excited to show his friends and my and his dad, my husband, when we got, when he got out of school, he was so proud. And like, he was beaming when he was like, Hey, so-and-so check out how I put my snow gear all in the backpack. <laughs> and my husband was like, all the parents were like, wow, like that is a, I would have never thought of that, you know, but just to yeah. see little minds working like that, to be lit up yeah. and confident in their own ideas and for, you know, other people and us to just keep encouraging him to do so. It, it's really awesome to see. 
Oh my gosh. Let me ask you this final question. What are you most excited about right now? Oh my gosh. I, it's going to be hard to narrow it down, but, um, First and foremost, we are going through a renovation just like you are. So we're going to be <laughs> wrapping God bless up. you. <laughs> yeah, home renovation. Uh, we're going to be hopefully within the next uh, three to four months moving into our home that we fully renovated, our dream home. Um, but outside of that, my husband and I are building a wellness brand together. And we have just kind of narrowed it down to the direction that we want to take and I was just before this going over some things and we are super, super pumped to start rolling those things out. Oh, that is amazing. Mallory, thank you because not only do you help me overcome my own self-doubts and insecurities, you also really inspire me with both your your discipline and your willingness to be uncomfortable. And I am somebody who has big goals and big dreams, but I also don't like to feel unsafe. Mm-hmm. And so um, watching you and connecting with you has just been a really big help to me. Tell uh, my listeners where they can connect with you. What is the best way? You've got a brand new podcast, which I love that you do with your husband, uh, Jeremiah, called Destined to Be. I've shared it out before. But um, in addition to Destined to Be, which I will link up in the show notes for today's episode, where's the best place for people to connect with you? Uh, I would, I mean, I'm on Facebook, but Instagram is where I'm at the most, just at Mallory Campbell. Is that where you'll find me? I'm in my DMs a lot, posting stuff, posting stories all the time. So that would be the best way to connect with me. Awesome. Thank you so much. You've given me a lot to think about, especially uh, in terms of really allowing kids to express themselves. And I think, I think honestly, it's not even with children, with me, I think I answer for Chris a lot. Like I ask a question, but I've already decided in my head what he's going to say. So you've kind of uh, gut checked me on, on that practice a little bit. So thank you for that. And thank you so much for being here, Mallory. I think you're amazing. Oh, thank you so much. You are amazing. You are so inspiring. So I really, really appreciate you having me on. You guys. There is so much in today's episode that you can take action on and probably different areas that are going to speak to different people, right? Maybe what you need to work on is choosing again and coming back to that very objectively without drama. We don't need to beat ourselves up. We don't need to say I failed. We don't need to say I blew the day and might as well start tomorrow, but the practice of objectively choosing again. Maybe what you need to practice is not this binary, either I'm good enough or I'm not, either I'm confident or I'm insecure, but rather I'm here to grow, right? Maybe what you need to work on is making your vision larger than your insecurity. But what I would challenge you to do is pick one idea, one tool, one mindset shift from this episode and put it into action in your life. And I know you're going to want to connect with Mallory. Seriously, she has so much going on. And with everything happening, she, when we were recording, when we were recording, she was renovating a house and running a business. Her husband runs a business. They have two young boys at the time we were recording, two and five years old. So clearly a handful. And she's 
up every morning to meditate and she makes time to work out every day and she's not a victim of that. It's not, oh, I'm so busy, woe is me. She's doing it because it makes her better in all the other areas of her life. She prioritizes her marriage and fun, and she shares a lot of that on social media. So head over to the show notes for today's episode. You can find those at primalpotential.com forward slash 759, primalpotential.com forward slash 759. And you can not only connect with Mallory on Instagram, but you also can check out the podcast she does with her husband, Jeremiah, Destined to Be. I think you're really going to love it. Thank you again, Mallory, and everybody have an amazing day. Thanks so much for listening to the Primal Potential Podcast, where our goal is not to help you learn. Our goal is to help you change. This is a year of action. Take something you learned from this episode and put it into action in your life today. To learn more about working more closely with me and the Primal Potential team, please visit primalpotential.com forward slash transform.